good morning or evening whenever you're watching this video. Uh, of course, this Sunday we'll be going back to church. It's been a long time since we've been there, nearly be 14 weeks, I believe. And so we're all excited. I hope you're excited about getting back into the swing of things and be back in church. Just want you to use precautions. Uh, you know, we've, we've tried to emphasize this and, and you've you've heard this enough, all the, the things that we, we should know and should do of staying home for sick and washing our hands and all those kind of things, but also keeping your distance. Even if you don't care and you're not worried uh, about the, the virus to the same extent as someone else, uh, keep your distance because they may be concerned. And so, you know, the the hugging, hey, I'm not worried, that that, that really doesn't work. We, we, we need to, to honor other people's uh, concerns in this as well. Stay, stay at home and watch online if you're concerned in any way. And, uh, you know, if you're having a watch party and you've been having people over and been watching in that way, and that's been going well, we, we'd encourage you to continue to do that. And so we're, we're coming back and we we're excited. This, this of course, is the first step. We want to get to the through the first step before we worry too much about uh, the the next step. But the next step is, of course, Sunday school and and kids and and then of course other activities. And so we're, we're hoping to see some of those things open up in July. And uh, you know we're just continuing to monitor the uh, situation. Uh, we'll, we'll know a lot more, I believe, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and even now, we're starting to see some some downward trends of the, the numbers, which is good. Um, the, the Wednesday night Bible study, of course, this is the, the Wednesday night Bible study. We've been doing this virtually or been doing this online with Zoom. Uh, of course, this week, there is no Zoom meeting. We, You know, what I'm finding is people are sick of Zoom. And, and I understand I'm sick of Zoom, too. And so... Uh, there will be no Zoom meeting. Instead, there'll just be this video, and we encourage you to—I encourage you to watch it. And you may watch it with someone else, and that will include some um, discussion questions at the end uh, that you could include in your your time with someone else, and, and kind of have a time of discussion and prayer together uh, concerning uh, Ephesians 10 or 6, 10 through 18. Uh, you know, I, I, it's difficult to know what to do on the Wednesday night. It, it, it's a priority to me. Uh, but it's not the same level of priority as, as our Sunday school and our kids' activities. And so, and, and I understand the summer times are always a little bit difficult for our Wednesday night um, small group gathering, prayer gathering, because of uh, the time. It's 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock on, on a, a weekday evening. And so um, many times people are gone or people are doing other things. And, and I completely understand that. Uh, so, you know, the, the question of how we start this back up in person uh, in the midst of summer uh, with all that's gone on is uh, is a difficult thing. And so right now, at least in June, and, and then we'll see what July holds. July holds vacation and camp meet and all sorts of other things. Uh, through June, uh, at the very least, we'll be doing this video and, and then encouraging you to, to watch at home and, and chat. Uh, and we'll include some questions. I'm going to include some questions at the end that you can use for a little bit of discussion. And so it's a little bit different. Uh, I'd also encourage you, if you have prayer requests, email them to me. And I, if you want them included in this video format, of course, this is on social media. This is on YouTube. So anybody can watch it. Uh, you know, I don't believe we have 
of thousands of people. I know we don't have thousands of people watching this video, but we, we it, it is public out there. So if you have a prayer request that you wouldn't mind to, to be out there and you want people joining your prayer, please, by all means, send me an email and, and I will include it in my time of discussion and, and prayer. And so we're continuing in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And let's look at this again. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And so we've been focusing on these weapons or these tools of, of, of uh, battle. And so we've talked about the belt of truth. And, and you know, this begins with the belt. And then we've talked about the, the breastplate of righteousness last week. And so this week we're going to talk about uh, with the shoes <laughs> or your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of, of peace. Uh, so after uh, the breastplate, that's that's where we move. The, the, there's there's a level of protection uh, with footwear. You, we don't always think about footwear as 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 so important uh, for protection. Uh, several years ago, I was on a work and witness trip, and we decided in an um, impromptu manner to to climb Agua, which is a a volcano in Guatemala City or outside of Guatemala City. And so as a group, we climbed this while I was in my sandals. And uh, uh, this was uh, not, not a, a small mountain. I think it was close to 6,000 feet. And I don't think we started uh, at that low of an elevation. But, but still climbing uh, that, that peak in sandals was not good. And I about killed myself trying to, um, to climb that volcano in, in sandals. Uh, shoes matter. And... Uh, we need to have these, when he's talking about feet fitted, he, he's talking about how important shoes are for an army. And in World War I, probably 75,000 British soldiers were killed because of trench foot, which meant that they had shoes uh, that could not keep their feet dry. Uh, trench foot probably uh, kept Napoleon from winning his wars. And, and so wars have been decided by inadequate footwear. Uh, for one of a nail, the shoe was lost. For one of a shoe, the horse was lost. For one of a horse, the rider was lost. For one of ri the rider, the message was lost. For one of the message, the battle was lost. For one of the kingdom, the battle, the kingdom was lost. And, and all for the want of a horseshoe nail. Now, of course, we're talking about uh, people, people shoes, our, our shoes. Uh, but I think this is a reminder, or should be a reminder, that little things matter. Uh, little things can make a big difference. And when we don't take care of little things, and we, we're not, our feet aren't fitted properly, it, it can make a big difference. Secondarily, this is a reminder that an army is not dangerous remaining in its barracks. Uh, it's when it's on the offensive, when it's mobile, that an army is dangerous and can have an effect. Uh, mobile always beats stationary. And, and you can look through the history of 
warfare to see this, the American Revolution, that the, the British forces are walking in formation and the Revolutionary Army is hiding behind trees and moving. And, and it was a radical new way to fight and it led to victory. In the Civil War, Lee most likely lost at Gettysburg uh, because of the delay of Stuart's cavalry. In other words, the mobile part of his army was unavailable to him. Uh, in, in World War II, the German Blitzkrieg, as, as it moved through France and Poland, uh, that, that the quickness of that war and the quickness of their movement uh, was the, the cause of their rapid victory. And then as we moved into the modern age and jets and the higher and the faster, mobile always beats stationary. And so an army isn't dangerous sitting in the barracks. And Paul is inviting us to, 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 to leave the barracks, to leave the church, and to be on the offensive. And, and we have something to offer, the, the gospel, the good news, uh, the, the gospel of peace. Now, now, we really can't understand this ideal, the, the gospel of peace, without considering the Roman Empire. Uh, the Roman Empire would come into a place with the Pax Romana, the, the peace of Rome, and, and they would use a very similar phrase, that the good news of the peace of Rome, uh, the good news of the kingdom of Rome, uh, the, the gospel, that's what gospel is, is good news, the gospel of the peace of the kingdom of Rome. And, and Jesus arrives on the scene, and Jesus uses the same language that the Romans are using, except he's not using it about the Roman kingdom. He's using it about his father's kingdom, God's kingdom. And, and Jesus talks about the good news of God's kingdom. God's kingdom has come, and it has brought real peace. Now, now the peace that, that Jesus brings is not the same peace that the Roman Empire brought. The Roman Empire would come into a, a country, would come into an area, and they would defeat, they would conquer, they would use force to drive out all opposing views and opposing powers, and then they would enforce this level of peace, uh, this level of, of, of supremacy of Rome controlling everything. And, and, and in this, there was peace, because all the unrest, all the disputes, all the all the, 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 the debate was gone. And so they were saying, here is the good news of peace. Uh, we're, we're not going to have any more um, struggles or, or civil wars. There's going to be the peace that Rome has brought by force. And Jesus comes arrives on the scene and says, no, here is the peace of God. And the peace of God's kingdom does not come by force, and it does not come uh, by overcoming uh, by with power, but it comes through grace and love and submission and sacrifice. And so when we use this phrase, we, we are uh, saying that we have the good news of peace, wholeness. Uh, you, you can't get away from this, this word peace without thinking of the ideal of, of the Hebrew word shalom, uh, which means wholeness and life and truth and reality and holiness. All these things are rolled into this ideal of peace. And, and these things do not come with force, like Rome, but through love and sacrifice and submission. 
And so as we um, consider that little passage of scripture, there's just a couple of questions that, that I thought would be good to ponder, uh, maybe just on your own or maybe with, with someone else uh, that, that you trust. What, what small thing is keeping you from doing big things? What, what, what little thing in your life is hindering you from accomplishing much bigger things? In what areas of your life are you fighting the spiritual battle uh, with the wrong weapons? And the easy example is hate is never overcome with hate. And, uh, you know, it's so easy to, to respond in kind. In other words, respond in the same way someone is responding to you. And, and we will never prevail. We will never uh, win the battle as God has called us to win the battle by using the weapons of the enemy. And so what, what, what area, are there areas in your life where the battle is being waged and you're just responding in kind? And then the final question is this, are you mobile or are you sitting on the sidelines? Well, I hope you have a great day and, and that, that's all I have for us. Uh, today, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Hopefully, I'll see many of you Sunday morning. God bless.